Some years back, I wrote an article uh, supporting a Caribbean organization that was working for reparations. And though at the time I did get some of my writing through to national press, this particular article didn't. Probably because my suggestions, my suggestion required cultural self-reflection. And it happens sometimes that people don't like that. Um, what I did was I criticized the problem of inter internalized individual Protestant idea, such as the, in my view, idiotic and destructive practice of historic guilt or white guilt. And this video is about that. The people I worked with back then were descendants of Africans that were enslaved by Danes, my people. And uh, my argument in this non-published debate article was that it's urgently important that in order to deal competently with historic abuses, we must move out of these Protestant, interiorized, nonsensically cosmic yet individual concepts, the Christian notions of sin, guilt, forgiveness, redemption, absolution, and all that stuff. And that includes the notion of white guilt, and, but I'll get back to that. Let's just consider for a moment first, how did everybody's favorite people, 8th to 10th century Scandinavians, the Vikings, handle when someone had been murdered? Uh, we all know that Vikings murdered away at each other all the time, in dueling home gangs and family vendettas and wars and whatnot. And perhaps they did let that a little bit more than we do today, but like our stories today, their stories were probably also more violent than their social reality. So let's also remember that we are meeting them through their stories and confrontations and, you know, just tend to make stories interesting, right? Um, but we also know that they had a very pragmatic social way of coping with violence. Instead of letting society descend into violence, they had a legal solution that didn't make people happy. It wasn't supposed to grant absolution, forgiveness and redemption, all that stuff, but to settle the affair by reparation. People could pay Mansport, man payment, a set price that a family would receive if a family member had been killed. And this might seem sort of rough for us, as if you, know, you can put a price tag on a human life like that, uh, but that's not the point. The point is that redemption, guilt, sin, and all that cosmic stuff isn't even on the table. And if it comes on the table, then it models things up and they become impossible to handle. And the, that, I think, is the point of the man's board. It doesn't make people happy. It doesn't give anybody justice in a cosmic sense. It, it, what it does is that it settles the situation in a pragmatic and existentially functional way. In a similar way, there is no absolution for the atrocities of colonialism because the scale of the cruelty is such that it's impossible to imagine what an actual balancing of the scales would look like. Like a, a counter-genocide? No. <laughs> you know? um, and here's the thing. I'm usually not big on uh, bashing other people's religion, but I do think that the religion that dominates your own background is one that you have a little right to have a little go at. Protestant Christianity, I'm looking at you, Protestant Christianity, no, no, sit your white ass down, because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to unload a little bit now. <laughs> and the, this religion, 
of my culture, family background, most North, North European, um, is a religion that places humanity in a particular kind of human moral traffic accident. We live under the condition of original sin, according to Protestantism. Our nature is evil from Genesis and onward. Human nature is inherently deeply corrupted. And to make shit worse, God is so unfathom unfathomably distant that zero communion, communion with him is possible. Right? So we are essentially irredeemably damned to live in cosmic guilt about the original sin which defines our being at the very root, the sin that Adam and Eve perpetrated against God in the Garden of Eden, of course. Um, but we can rely with faith. No certainty, no relation-making or kinship with God or anything like that. Oh, no. <laughs> but faith, a kind of desperate, lost kind of hoping that in spite of our state of irredeemably eternal, absolute damnation in complete isolation from God, our life spent in repentance of the guilt of our sinful nature will impossibly allow this guilt over our human depravity to be relieved. Because through this faith-hope thing, in the miracle of Jesus conquering death, death you know, though it's strictly speaking impossible, uh, this, des this desperate paradoxical faith that, that Jesus didn't die will grant us the grace and the forgiveness of God, which will release us from the guilt of that evil humanity that breathes through every pore and every cell and will thus grant us redemption. In this state of impossibly, paradoxically redeemed certainty of damnation or whatever the flip that is, morally right behavior is impossible. Sorry, you can't do anything right because our nature is so permeated by evil that all we can do is motivated by our nature and hence all the base self-interests and, 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 and therefore everything we do is essentially bad. We cannot do right. Even when we try to do right, we are still actually doing bad. Right acting is impossible. So, the people who place themselves in this uh, belief, uh, I mean, have, have basically put themselves in one of the worst cognitive dissonances of cultural history. And trapped in existential depression about being eternally and irredeemably damned, yet paradoxically also born again jubilant, hallelujah, about being perhaps paradoxically uh, redeemed anyways. Cool. I think it's cool if you're a Protestant <laughs> and uh, you can make some of that work for you, perhaps in a different way. Perhaps I'm also <laughs> uh, hashing things out in a, in a kind of extreme way here. Uh, um, but there's a bot coming up. There's a bot here, you know. And I, actually, I think we need to stand by our bots. But I personally feel, as a person from a the context dominated by this religion, that this is an ethical clusterfuck. And that it's probably not completely dissociated from the fact that white people went and became such a damn destructive thing for pretty much everybody else. A lot of white people through history have spent their lives believing themselves to be irredeemably and inherently bad, yet cosmically absolved for it. You know, you see what I'm saying? Is it a coincidence that exactly this group is responsible for a disproportionate amount of immoral behavior historically? Now, 
The problem with white guilt and the related concept is that, that they, I think they reinvent into a new language some of these Protestant and basically destructive aspects of whiteness. And that is why it's not a good idea to formulate the historical legacy of colonial cruelty and ongoing symmetry and how we relate to that stuff in these Protestant individualized terms. It's a little bit like when people talk about racism as if it's original sin. It becomes this universal, inescapable condition that permeates every single breath and every single thought or impulse that we even have. Bollocks! You know, scholars of race sometimes talk about uh, talk of race in these terms. Everything is race. It's not. Race is a relatively recent invention. It's a shite invention, and we can't deal with it. That's not to say that it's easy, or even not to say that racism isn't widely dispersed throughout society and camouflaged in ways where it can be difficult to see if you're a beneficiary of white privilege and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people who are race experts typically overexpose race because it inflates their own expertise as a race expert. People are like that, by the way. And scholars are also like that. All scholars, by the way, they impose their own idiosyncrasies and stretch them as far as they can in order to extend the impact of their own voice, right? Except me, of course. I don't have any idiosyncrasies at all, and that I'm imposing on everything at all. I'm just like letting light, uh, uh, the light of truth shine through me as a polished crystal or something. But the other scholars, th- those ones. <laughs> um, anyway, the point is that, that these concepts... Uh, racism, colonial oppression, power symmetries, privileges, tend to become these cosmically abstract, individualized things. And that's a problem because it implies a dangerous reproduction of uh, this Protestant moral notions that I think have been a defining um, forces in uh, constructing uh, this uh, destructive whiteness that we all drag around. White guilt is a primary example of this. But it also counts for forgiveness and redemption. Don't even ask for it. It's not there. It's not available. History is too gruesome for forgiveness and redemption. Which is why we need, and I usually don't say this, but now I do, we need to think a little bit more like Vikings in this respect. Because we need more pragmatic, existentially applicable concepts. So if you are a Euro-descendant who feel the weight of the gargantuan mass of repugnant cruelty that our ancestors engaged, then I suggest that we think like this. Forget about original sin and guilt and all that. Rather think in terms of responsibility uh, for contemporary situations. Discrepancies in social position. Contemporary situations caused by colonialism. Responsibility. Not this stupid Protestant guilt thing. Responsibility is something that happens now, something that we do between us, not something cosmic. Now, and unless you believe in some of that silly metagenetic or epigenetic ooga-booga, then you are not accountable for the crimes of former generations that you have some genetic affinity with. And nobody should neither impose that guilt on you nor take the position to grant you absolution for what they did in another age. But you are responsible for how we today handle the effects of them. So instead of forgiveness, redemption, rather think in terms of reconciliation, reparation, perhaps with the metaphor of the Viking Mansbord. I don't, I don't uh, know a lot about reparations, by the way, so I'm speaking a little bit as a total layperson here, but 
there are people who talk about reparation in, in ways that I find convincing. I'm putting a link here to just one example. is an African-American scholar who makes this case to my ears very convincingly. Uh, and I don't know, know a lot about American econo- economy. This guy just seemed to make, make sense. But the point is not so much the uh, concrete de- uh, details of it. It's, the point here is that it's concrete. It doesn't cosmically balance the scales. It doesn't even try to. Because cosmically balancing, scale, balancing the scales is not possible. This thinking realizes that. Right? But it does supply a kind of mansport, a concrete conciliatory measure, a real state step that contemporary states could probably take if they want it. I think that this is um, animist, actually, uh, in the way that it focuses on creating respect for relation through exchange rather than uh, focuses on individualized cosmic damnation and salvation and so on. Therefore, moving away from white guilt ought to be, I think, the most radically woke thing that you could do. You sometimes see these rituals where people perform forgiveness ceremonies, where they put on cavalry costumes and they're like crying and they're LARPing that, that they're General Coster and admitting his guilt or something like that. And again, you know, it's difficult to judge other people's processes, but personally I find that kind of stuff deeply problematic. You know, you like cosplaying that you're, that, you know, the absolution for genocides and land theft of a continent? Like, what? <laughs> and my intuition is that this is uh, disrespectful and super problematic. So, <clears throat> drop these notions of sin and guilt, grace, redemption, absolution. They're not useful for relation making and kin making because they are eschatologically cosmic, abstract, and individual, right? Instead, let us have notions that are social, legal, existentially concrete, you know, notions such as injustice, responsibility, reconciliation, reparation. In fact, I I suspect that these notions here have served as tools of control to keep people trapped in the mire of this cognitive dissonance. And that is probably somehow part of, you know, the power games to uphold specific kinds of economic power and so on. And that is why white guilt and related concepts should be scrapped. <laughs> and uh, in this way, we can actually start dealing with concrete relational reconciliatory um, relation making. If we think along such lines and we start building fruitful relations, right, then perhaps we can not redeem, but emancipate perhaps people from the effects of historic cruelty and atrocities. Thank you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah.